play. play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. Wow, welcome to the seventh edition of the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast, and it's Maddie C here. Just on my own today, I'm afraid no guests, and this time around, I'm going to do another mock draft, but I'm not going to do a live mock draft. This time, I am going to use the Draft Wizard off the Fantasy Pros website. It's the one that I've had pinned to the Astro League Facebook page for the longest time. I've also got it attached to the astroleague.guru website, so if you roll down the first page of that, you'll find a link to the same thing. And I encourage everybody to give it a go because this is going to take some minutes to go through because I'm going through the process of making decisions and explaining what happens and also explaining which players are getting picked in between my choices. But you could successfully complete one of these mock drafts in under five minutes on your own. And it will give you a little idea of how, after doing the mock draft live on NFL.com, this website will show you that there is such a difference between providers about how they ranked and which players land where. Hopefully, then it can also guide you in a little way to find players who you might like a lot, lot more than NFL.com likes and hopefully lead you to take a team away from the draft that is stronger than you might have thought. So hopefully, this will be another great little tool to try and help guys get ready for this season. It's going to be a weird year, so the more preparation, the more ready you are for draft day. Let's get into it. It's down. It's dirty. Finding soft Sports in deep zones. It's the mean streets of Queanbeyan. It's going to happen, so you might as well be used to it. This, this is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. This one is just going to be another mock draft, but this is not going to be a live mock draft. I'm going to be just using an algorithm-based website, which is the one that I've had attached to the homepage for quite some time now, and it is one through a site called draftwizard at fantasypros.com. I've been a proponent of this site because there's plenty that we can set up in it that does mimic our draft pretty well. The first thing you can do is set up that it's a half point PPR. You can also then set the number of teams at 16 and you can set yourself to the slot that you actually will draft from since we all know that about ourselves and there's nobody who wouldn't know their spot at the moment. It's all up in the website and uh, just means you can get a little bit of practice at what it feels like to have a look around what might be at your spot in the draft. The other advantage about this too is that you get a look at how another site ranks everybody and it gives you an idea then if there is people who sort of appear that you like here that are ranked lower on another website. It kind of gives you a bit of an inside running to maybe being able to get somebody you like uh, with a what would be a higher pick generally, all of a sudden now you realize that you can get that player and it's gonna be a little bit less expensive than you think when you're drafting through a different website. This is kind of one of those things where a misalignment of value between two websites can actually really help you get an idea of people who you feel very comfortable with and help you leave a draft feeling better than you might have otherwise. So where do I start? Well. I'm going to start by uh, rolling down on this website and picking out the roster positions. It's going to be a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end. In the flexible positions, it's just going to be one of the wide receiver, running back, tight end flex. And then over on the far column, there's one defense, one kicker, and we're going to select four bench. From there, you can roll straight down to start your draft. This is the Jackal, and you're listening to the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm in a 16-team draft, and I'm going to mock from my position at 11, just for funsies. 
And as this draft starts up, I'm going to also try and do a bit of a job of keeping tabs of where players go. So once you hit start draft, it pretty well already comes up with a great big bunch of players for you to choose from. And it will give you, based on the experts that they uh, get summary from, who it thinks is going to be the best person for you to pick at that point, given what's missing on your roster and what experts would pick if it was up to them at your slot. Just going to run down the draft board really quickly. So at 101, Christian McCaffrey, then Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara. They're the first four picks. Michael Thomas goes at five. Dalvin Cook goes at six. Then back to running back again at uh, Derek Henry. And wow, this is what I was hoping to learn. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, gone at 108. Holy cow. Devontae Adams goes at pick nine. Tyreek Hill at 10. And that puts me on the clock with the best players at each position based on this website. It looks at running back. Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders are the four on offer. Wide receiver, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, and Kenny Golladay in that order. And then, if I'm crazy enough, Either Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson are available, as well as Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Doing what I do best here, I'm just going to go ahead and take the player that is the highest suggestion on the board here. And when you mix all those positions together by selecting the all tab, Joe Mixon is going to be the top there, followed by Julio, Nick Chubb and DeAndre Hopkins. So when you go positionless like that, and we're just going to pick... Joe Mixon and just see what comes back at the other end knowing that there's five picks left in the round that I'm not getting and then five picks on the way back and it'll give me a chance to have a look at potentially a really great pass catcher on the way back and it will also be interesting to see which running backs go on the way down and then on the way back up. All right, so my first running back, Joe Mixon, I've taken him straight after me at pick 12, Kenyon Drake, then Josh Jacobs at 13, Nick Chubb at 14, DeAndre Hopkins at 15, Chris Godwin at 16, and then on the swing, 16 team comes back and takes Julio Jones as the wide receiver with the first pick of the second round. Now, to me, that seems absurd that Julio would be the 17th overall pick. I just don't know that there's any way he's going to go like that on the Astros website because I'm pretty sure Julio Jones is the, the number five receiver on that. But, uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem like there's any way that he's going to, to go that long because someone like Kenyon Drake, somebody like Josh Jacobs, just aren't rated that high on the NFL.com site. So any auto-drafting team is probably going to snap them up. At that point of the draft, too, often it's some really active users who are drafting for themselves. Um, so you're going to get people making their own decisions. And I can't believe that anyone making their own decision is going to let Julio Jones fall that far. The second pick of the second round is Aaron Jones. Uh, and that's... Then followed by Miles Sanders at pick 203. Our first quarterback, Lamar Jackson, goes at 204. Austin Eckler goes in round two, pick five, before I'm back up on the clock. Beauty of this is that there's no timer on this website too. So it's been my pick again almost instantly after I took the last pick. And there's no timer rushing me here. So I've got plenty of time to survey all my options. On the all tab... The number one pick for me at this point, thanks to the experts, is Travis Kelsey, Kansas City. Kenny Golladay, George Kittle, and Alan Robinson are all the next sort of most pushed toward me sort of players here with the 22nd overall pick. Just going to break it down by going by position. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is still there if I wanted to take him. And in terms of quarterbacks, he would be the only one that's worthwhile taking at this point. There wasn't a running back in that list, and here's why. 
The four running backs that are on offer at this point, if you decided to go there, would be Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, and Melvin Gordon. For me, each one of them has a lot of question marks, and it would be a difficult decision from any of them. And potentially, because I've got a running back already, I don't need to make that decision because of the wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Any single one of them would make a terrific wide receiver one in our format. And there's a really good slate of people to take there. Obviously, at tight end, Travis Kelsey gives you what could be a weak winning advantage at a position. And George Kittle is sort of the only other option at tight end that's even worth thinking about. I'm not even sure I would think he's worth thinking about here. But you know what? This is something I don't often do. So this is one of the benefits of being able to do a mock draft and know that you don't keep the team either way. But I would never take a tight end this early. And you know what? I'm pretty happy with the depth of wide receiver. So I'm going to go ahead and take Travis Kelsey. And we'll just see what comes back. The good thing here now is that it's quite a long break before I get my next pick. So there's going to be a lot of change up. And by the time I come back, I'm going to have some serious decisions to make. The guys who have gone since I took Travis Kelsey with the sixth pick of the second round are George Kittle went the pick straight after, then Kenny Golladay at the eighth pick, Alan Robinson at ninth, Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback, goes at 10th, Mike Evans at 11, Chris Carson at 12, Odell Beckham Jr. and Leonard Fournette at 13 and 14, and then Juju and Todd Gurley rounded out. But on the way back, so the guy who's got Todd Gurley, the first overall pick was Christian McCaffrey. You can bank that that guy's going to take a wide receiver on the way back, and he does with Adam Thielen. AJ Brown is the second pick of the third round, followed by Amari Cooper, Melvin Gordon, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, the third tight end, goes here at the seventh pick. Then rookie Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts goes in at the eighth pick of the third round. Our fourth tight end, Zach Ertz, is gone at the ninth pick, and Cortland Sutton goes right before me at 10. Now I've got some decisions to make because there is fellas at a couple of different positions here. On the quarterback tab, the highest rated is Dak Prescott on this website, followed by Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Sean Watson. In the running back tab, it's James Connor, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and Mark Ingram. I guess there too, all guys with question marks, but knowing it's my third overall pick and it's my second running back, I can probably take a little bit more of a risk with that one. And then a wide receiver, it's some pretty solid names. Robert Woods, always been terrific. Calvin Ridley, two terrific seasons in a big offense. DJ Chark, obviously has a huge connection going on with Gardner Minshew at Jacksonville. And Tyler Lockett. Number one receiver in an offense that just has to keep scoring points because the defense hasn't been what it used to be. All of those options are terrific. And then, I know we've already had four tight ends go, but your fifth tight end and below are Darren Waller, Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram, and Hunter Henry. I guess at this point, I don't have a wide receiver, but you could say that Travis Kelsey is definitely my number one pass catcher. I don't necessarily feel like I have a lot of pressure to take a running back here because I've got a, a running back I'm very, very happy with, with Joe Mixon, who I think is going to get quite a lot of work as a guy who can stay on the field for all three downs in a team, which is going to be trailing a lot. And I think there's going to be a lot of dump-off passes. There's going to be a lot of, you know, second-down runs that go for a lot of yards late in games. I think there's just going to be so many opportunities for Mixon to score points even in junk time. And he, it's hard for him to be game-stripped out because if they're winning, he's running, and if he's they're losing, he's catching. But 
What I'm going to do here is just run with Robert Woods, who is the highest-ranked receiver of the people who were left there. He's still the number one receiver on a team that's all about their offense. And the other options there, Calvin Ridley's the number two, and Tyler Lockett, who's the number one on his team. But I do trust that the Rams' offensive line is a little bit less leaky than the Seattle Seahawks one. So I'm just going to go ahead and take Robert Woods and know it's only 10 picks before I'm back. And the guys who go straight after are pretty much what you might expect. Calvin Ridley goes in the pick afterwards, then Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Mark Ingram, and the fifth tight end, Darren Waller, round out round three. Just don't lose it. This is the Astro League, your Astro League podcast, fantasy football. Yeah, boy! On the way back up, in this website's rankings, David Johnson is a fourth round pick, so he goes in the first pick. Then Keenan Allen, DJ Chark, T.Y. Hilton, and then there goes Tyler Lockett. So I'm back up on the clock, and... Well, there are players that are worth having a good hard look at here. My strategy generally in the first four rounds is to try and take guys with the least amount of question marks as possible and then feel like you can have a little bit of license to take guys with a little bit more risk in the next four rounds. So at quarterback, it's Dak, it's Russell Wilson, it's Kyler Murray, it's Deshaun Watson. There is a red hot chance none of these guys are going to be available in our league and I'm going to pretend that they aren't. I'm going to move straight to running back and have a look at what I've got there is David Montgomery is the highest rated running back available, followed by Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary, and Kareem Hunt. Then in wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, Devante Parker, DK Metcalf, and Stefan Diggs. And then a tight end, Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, and Jared Cook. For me, I think the person who I've got the most faith in for me at a position I think I need is going to be David Montgomery. The Bears are in a bit of a transition here, and I feel like there's a fairly good chance that Trubisky is not going to be the starter for terribly long. And we've seen running backs be very, very successful with Nick Foles. Everywhere except for Jacksonville, obviously, where Jacksonville was an absolute hellfire for him. Barely played, and when he did play, things didn't go so well. I do think that David Montgomery will have an expanded role this year as well. He did manage 250 touches in the offense last year, and I just got to believe that he's going to see opportunity. Raheem Mostert did make me feel pretty nervous with all his talk about wanting to be traded. Devin Singletary, he is probably a good option here, uh, but Kareem Hunt as a second running back on his team. I know that there's a lot of talk about Stefanski and the Browns going to be very heavily leaning on the run. There wasn't really a second running back of value in Minnesota, even though Madison definitely showed he can fill in when he's needed to for Cook. And while I believe Hunt will have value, he's not going to be fourth-round value for me in our format. I'm going to take a running back who I think is going to see the most volume out of all of them, and that will be David Montgomery. And what that leaves me with is I've gone running back, tight end, wide receiver, running back. And I've got through my first four rounds feeling like I've taken the least risk possible at those positions. What I'm looking to do now on the way back in round five is still try and find guys who I think are not huge risk, but if there's a chance that the guy could have a bit of an expanded role, he has some question marks that I think he can overcome, this is where I kind of find that I can win on a couple of little lottery tickets and there's a fair chance that these guys in this range could end up being the guys who are picked in the top four rounds next year. So come a long way since I was last on the board. I was picking the sixth in overall in the fourth round, and my next pick now is going to be the 11th in the fifth round. So it goes from Montgomery to Devante Parker, Stefan Diggs, and DK Metcalf. Three receivers in a row to get you through picks 407, 408, and 409. 
Devin Singletary goes at 4.10. Kyler Murray at 4.11. Cam Akers at 4.12. He's the rookie over in the LA Rams offense, who a lot of people think he's going to get quite a bit of run. Terry McLaurin at 4.13. Dak Prescott at 4.14 is the third quarterback off the board. Then Raheem Mostert and Russell Wilson rounded out before coming back in round five with AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, Debo Samuel, Michael Gallup, and Tyler Boyd. Five wide receivers in a row to start the fifth round. Kareem Hunt does go at the sixth pick of the fifth round. Almost made it back to me in the fifth round. Then Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Deshaun Watson goes 5.08. So all those quarterbacks who I was anticipating being gone by the fourth round in our league, they're definitely gone by the fifth round in this draft. DeAndre Swift, the rookie running back at Detroit. And then Darius Geis in at Washington is the pair of running backs that go right before I come up at 5.11. So... What's on the board at 5'11"? Quarterbacks, there's Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Carson Wentz. A big part of me believes almost all of these could be available when I am up in the fifth round in our draft. At running back, it's Ronald Jones, the second, Jordan Howard, James White, and Sony Michelle. And then at wide receiver, it is Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Marvin Jones. The tight ends available, Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, and Jared Cook. So seeing that from those 16 options of who are the highest rated at each of the four positions sitting in front of me at this point, I think that with two running backs, a tight end, and a pretty pretty good wide receiver, I'm very happy with my wide receiver with Robert Woods, I am going to go and have a look at the quarterbacks. It's not something I would typically do either, but having got Travis Kelsey so early, it feels like there's not a lot of pressure on me to get a second wide receiver right now. And looking at those running backs, there's probably not a player who I feel comfortable with as my flex right there. Uh, There is going to be wide receivers who I feel much better about. So in that quarterback room of Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Carson Wentz, I'm not sure if there's a wrong answer here. The way I group these guys is that potentially Drew Brees might be the odd one out here because he doesn't have the rushing. But while Matt Ryan doesn't have rushing, what I think he has on his side is an offense that's going to create a volume of points. Uh, And I'm not sure that Drew Brees is going to have that. I think his team is going to be a bit more built on the defense, containing things for him. And Matt Ryan might need to throw a lot for them to win. Carson Wentz had so many games last year of less than 20 points. I feel very nervous about him. And Josh Allen has such a high floor because of his rushing. But he also will put up absolute stinkers. Here's what I would call a fantasy yo-yo. He put up 25 points most weeks because he runs. He'll throw a couple of touchdowns. He might run one in. But gee, he's going to come up against some good defenses in bad weather in those cities up in that northeast panhandle. And I can just really imagine him coming back with a couple of scores of less than 10. So in terms of a guy who I think is going to give me the most steady production of those guys, I'm going to go ahead and take Matt Ryan as my quarterback in the fifth round. Something I would typically not do. But just having a look across the whole board there, there is so much depth at wide receiver. The running backs there, I don't think are worth the pick at that point and I've already got a game-changing tight end after my pick there of Matt Ryan Tyler Higby goes straight after along with Hunter Henry and Evan Engram so this is a a real run on tight end here and I don't mind missing any of them knowing that I've got Kelsey 
Then the other two players to go in the rest of the round are Josh Allen and Tom Brady, which is definitely just where this is an automated thing, filling up some starting spots. And then on the way back, there is a running back with Ronald Jones going off the board before Julian Edelman, Carson Wentz, Marlon Mack, and Marvin Jones on the way down the sixth round, which is where I come back on the clock at the sixth pick of the sixth round. Now that I know I can completely ignore quarterback, I'm not going to need a second quarterback on my team while I feel very confident in Matt Ryan. I can now focus on getting my flex sorted out with another running back or taking a super solid second wide receiver. And they're all I need to look at knowing that I've got my tight end sorted and my quarterback sorted. And these next couple of rounds, I can really drill in on that. So in terms of wide receiver, who's available for me? Well, this is how much do you like your Texans? Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks in pretty well every website I've looked at are pretty closely ranked, and most of them have Will Fuller ahead of Brandon Cooks. I don't really agree with that, and this is one where I could say I would be taking a great dice roll. Will Fuller has shown he has an incredibly high ceiling. He had some pretty big games last year, kind of like Mike Evans, but sadly he's got such a terrible injury history and he has never played 16 games in a season. Brandon Cooks did have some troubles with concussions last year, he, to me, seems to be the guy who has the higher floor of those two. And if I was to take one of those two, I would definitely be taking Cooks. The wide receivers who are listed underneath Brandon Cooks there are Deontay Johnson, who sounds like he's going to cement that second wide receiver role at Pittsburgh. And Christian Kirk, who's definitely a solid two receiver in our league. Uh, he looks like he's going to still have plenty of opportunity because he won't be against number one corners while DeAndre Hopkins is there in Arizona. So there's a lot of chance for him to get free for work underneath or just be the guy who doesn't attract the double team. All of that said, Brandon Cooks is the guy who I feel most comfortable from in that room of players. But on the other side of the coin, looking at running backs, there's James White, who I think is going to be on a team where there's going to be a lot of opportunity for little dump-off passes. We saw that Cam had a little bit of trouble working that out with McCaffrey, but depending on how things go in New England season, he could be a handy guy. Sonny Michelle is the uh, one-two in that backfield, and I don't have as much confidence with him, but I definitely feel better about one of those two than Matt Breeder, who is the third one on this list, and Jordan Howard is the fourth one on this list. Probably, oddly, out of all of these guys, I would feel the most comfortable with Brandon Cooks. I don't have so much comfort in any of those running backs, and it's probably not like me to get through six rounds and still only have two running backs, but that's what I'm going to do here, and I'm taking Brandon Cooks. Now that the draft ball is running away from me, all the way down and then all the way back up again, we're going all the way back down through the sixth round, and Drew Brees goes straight after my pick at seventh pick. Sonny Michelle at 6.08, Will Fuller at 6.09, John Brown at 6.10. Christian Kirk at 6'11", Hayden Hurst, the tight end at Atlanta, goes 6'12", then Gronk at 6'13". Kerryon Johnson, who is the other running back in that backfield where DeAndre Swift got taken earlier, goes at 14. Matt Stafford, the QB for Detroit, goes at 15 right after his teammate. And then the Baltimore running back J.K. Dobbins goes with the last pick of the sixth round. On the way back up in the seventh round, though... Darius Slayton, the wide receiver for the New York Giants, goes at 7.01. Then Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver at Pittsburgh. And then Mecole Hardman in at Kansas City. He seems to be the presumptive two in that 
uh, wide receiver core behind Tyreek Hill, but quite a way down because obviously Kelsey and Hill are the two preferred receiving options. And the second wide receiver is essentially a third pass catcher there. The San Francisco defense is the first one to go at 7.04, ahead of Aaron Rodgers at 7.05, James White at 7.06. Emmanuel Sanders at his new home in New Orleans goes at 7.07. Tevin Coleman, a running back who might still end up being a starter at 7.08. Baker Mayfield's going to go at 7.09. And then Philip Lindsay, the running back at Denver, goes at 7.10 before I am back up. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, at this point, you can tell a lot of teams have already got positions for all their starters filled. No one's really picked for their bench by this point. But what I'm going to do here is quickly look along the draft board and see what positions I think are going to go to fill those last spots. On my way up, I can see that only one team behind me hasn't got their uh, their tight end. And most teams behind me already have three running backs. The team immediately after me and the team on the turn both still have two running backs like me. But most of them have three. And a lot of the teams coming back the other way after I get a second pick are still missing a third running back. So this is going to really help me think about what I need. And I think at this point, if there's a good running back available, I feel like that is going to have to be the first place I look. After all of this, Jordan Howard has come all the way back to me again in this round. And I feel like that is going to probably take some topping. The other guys in this realm are Tariq Cohen, who's still available as the pass catching back. That would complement Montgomery, but it means you've got two running backs on the same bye week. Matt Breeder, who is also Jordan Howe's running mate in Miami. And Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie in at Tampa Bay. So of these running backs, I definitely feel the most comfortable with Jordan Howard. But what I am going to do is, while I'm here, just have another look at wide receiver and see if there's a wide receiver I would feel comfortable with trotting in to my flex every week more than I would feel comfortable with Jordan Howard. And what do you know? The wide receivers here are guys like Jameson Crowder, who's definitely the clear one at the New York Jets. Mike Williams, who's definitely the clear two at an LA Chargers team. I'm not sure how they're going to be this year with a mix of Tyrod and a rookie quarterback being there. Anthony Miller, who's the clear two at Chicago. And then Sterling Shepard. I'm not sure that he's not the number one receiver at the New York Giants, but knowing how far down this list he is and knowing how many running backs still have to go between me and my next pick, I'm going to ignore him and hope he's there on the way back and go back and take Jordan Howard as my pick here in the seventh round expecting that I'm going to get my eyes all over a really nice wide receiver on the way back. So in the draft log now, we have been through from my pick at 7-11 Jordan Howard. Daniel Jones, the quarterback, goes at 7-12. Then Mike Williams, Jameson Crowder, and C.D. Lamb, the rookie in at Dallas, goes at 7-15. I've got to imagine he's the third wide receiver taken there. I'm sure we've mentioned Cooper and Michael Gallup already. Matt Breida goes as a running back, and then another running back straight away, Keyshawn Vaughn. So that team on the turn, who had two running backs, now has four, and they've sorted that position. Then there's a bunch of wide receivers. Jerry Judy, the rookie in at Denver. Jalen Rager, the rookie in at Philadelphia. And, damn it, Sterling Shepard goes as the fourth pick of the eighth round, ahead of Zach Moss, the running back for the Buffalo Bills. What it means is the fellow who picked after me, who was missing a quarterback and a running back, a third running back, got both of those. And the guy on the turn who was missing a running back took two in a row as well. 
but it does mean that there is a whole bunch of running backs with question marks left and some pretty solid looking wide receivers. The wide receivers left are Anthony Miller, Golden Tate, the rookie Henry Ruggs in at the Las Vegas Raiders, knowing that nobody's taken a Raiders receiver yet. He's kind of piqued my interest. And then Preston Williams, that really impressive rookie from last year in at Miami, who then got hurt and was lost for the season. The running backs, they're all guys who we've talked about Tariq Cohen before, but then these guys are all clear seconds. Latavius Murray, who we know walks into a pretty big role if ever Kamara misses time. Alexander Mattison, who we also know walks into a pretty clear role with a lot of volume whenever Delvin Cook's hurt. And Darrell Henderson, who at the moment looks like the presumptive two behind Cam Akers in the Los Angeles Rams offense. Now, there's no chance in heck of me taking a quarterback, but the guys who are available here are all going to be serviceable. Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, and Jared Goff. I'd be happy with any of them at this point if I hadn't taken a quarterback yet. And again, if I hadn't taken Travis Kelsey earlier and I was looking to fill that slot, I'd have Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, Mike Kosicki, and Noah Fant all at my disposal there. I don't need to entertain any of those guys, and I am going to stick with the wide receiver. And well, who do I believe in? Well, it's my eighth pick, so I'm starting to get to the guys who can be a little bit of a lottery ticket. And this is a guy who's not going to see my starting lineup terribly often. Uh, I'd like to use this as the opportunity to really roll the dice and see if I can roll up a six for something that's not going to cost me very much. The eighth man in my team is going to be Henry Ruggs, that wide receiver in at the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm just going to go ahead and presume he's going to be one of these guys who's very, very quick and will just catch a couple of deep balls and is a good chance as any of somebody to score 15 or 16 points on the week I roll him out, which means for my pick in the eighth round at 8.06, with that wide receiver, I'm just going to run through what my team looks like. And at this point, we've had Joe Mixon and Travis Kelsey to kick it off, Robert Woods and David Montgomery, Matt Ryan, my quarterback, and Brandon Cooks as my second wide receiver. Jordan Howard or Henry Ruggs are going to be my presumptive flex. And at this point now, I'm looking to fill three bench spots, a defense, and a kicker before I'm finished. So this is an 8-10 to 10 round where there's going to be guys who you know who they are, but you're not certain of their role. And they could turn up a few little trumps here and there, but generally I think they're going to be guys who you don't expect a whole lot from, and you just kind of hope that they will turn up the week you put them in. On the complete list of people that the website turns out, you know I'm not looking at quarterback, you know I'm not looking at a tight end. And at this point... Unless I look at those positions specifically, the website is not offering them to me as an option at this point because the wide receivers and the running backs are going to be a little bit more valuable. This is the sort of range too where if you've got a running back who has a very clear handcuff and they're still available, you should take them. If I'd taken Alvin Kamara and I was that far up in the draft, there is no way I would walk past Latavius Murray at that point. But knowing that I've taken Joe Mixon, and that Giovanni Bernard is still lying around and pretty much unloved. I don't mind taking a shot on him much later. And that my other running back, David Montgomery, doesn't have a clear handcuff. Then I'm absolutely in the business of being able to have a look at any of the running backs that are left there. Or, if I feel like it, picking up a wide receiver as well who could just be an absolute lottery shot. The running backs available to me at this point are Naeem Hines, who's... We're assuming going to be the pass-catching back behind whichever Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor gets the most run, but there's every chance he could be absolutely disposed of. Chase Edmonds, who we know is not a big deal in Arizona unless Kenyon Drake is hurt. Adrian Peterson, who just keeps on churning out yards. He could be a good pick here. 
And Justin Jackson, who is a backup at the LA Chargers behind Austin Eckler. And I guess because he shares that backfield now with Joshua Kelly as well, he is just as much the chance to get the work as Kelly. At this point, I've got to say Adrian Peterson feels like the best fit there. But at wide receiver, I've got Curtis Samuel in at the Carolina Panthers with new quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Deshaun Jackson at the Philadelphia Eagles. Alan Lazard at the Green Bay Packers. And Alshon Jeffrey over at Philadelphia. What I know about Alshon, he's going to start the season on physically unable to perform. I'm not so interested in him. We're getting to the point of the draft where it's hard to have a bad pick, knowing that these are guys who are only going to make it into your roster if there's a couple of people on a bar on the same week or disaster strikes. And this is as good a time to take an upside play as any. I'm going to say straight off from having done all that thinking about it, there's a real clear choice to be made at running back and wide receiver, and it's going to be Adrian Peterson or Curtis Samuel for me. And at this point, I'm just going to go ahead and take Adrian Peterson. He is just as likely to turn up with a starting gig if Darius Geis is hurt again or if they just don't feel like they can trust him completely with the load. And Adrian Peterson is a very trustworthy short yardage back and he's just as likely to turn up with a touchdown as anybody in the whole league. So I've gone and taken him with my ninth pick. But what I didn't do is go through and summarize who has gone since I picked last. So in the eighth round, there was... Darrell Henderson, Tariq Cohen went straight after me. Uh, Anthony Miller, Tariq Cohen's teammate, goes at 8.09. Alexander Madison goes at 8.10. Golden Tate at 8.11. Latavius Murray and Tony Pollard go at 12 and 13. Robbie Anderson at 14. Preston Williams at 15. And who remembers Larry Fitzgerald? He goes at pick 8.16. Before rookie Justin Jefferson goes at 9.01. Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver at New England, goes at 9.02. Sammy Watkins at 9.03. Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback at 9.04. And Boston Scott, 9.05. Austin Hooper at 9.06. The Pittsburgh defense goes at 9.07. Brashad Perryman at 9.08. Duke Johnson at 9.09. And Baltimore goes at 9.10 before I pick Adrian Peterson. Curtis Samuel goes immediately after. And then New England Patriots defense at 9.13. The rookie. Wide receiver at the San Francisco 49ers, Brennan Ayuk, goes at 9.14. Alshon and Deshaun Jackson, teammate wide receivers at Philadelphia, go at 15 and 16, respectively. On the turnaround, Justin Jackson, the running back for the LA Chargers, goes at 10.01. Jared Cook at 10.02. Chase Edmonds at 10.03. Then Alan Lazard and Naeem Hines go at 10.04 and 10.05, which brings me back up on the clock at 10.06. It's down. It's dirty. Finding soft spots in deep zones. It's the mean streets of Queenbeard. It's going to happen, so you might as well be used to it. This, this is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. The suggestion boards looked like this. Quarterback. We could skip it, but Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill and Jerry Goff are all still there like they were last time. The running backs. Rookie Antonio Gibson at Washington. Jamal Williams at Green Bay. AJ Dillon, the rookie at Green Bay. And Damian Harris, the rookie who missed most of last year, injured at New England Patriots are the suggested running backs. I took a running back last round, so I don't feel like I've got a lot of pressure to take one of those. The wide receivers on offer are the two young Indianapolis Colts wide receivers, Michael Pittman, the rookie, and Paris Campbell, the rookie from last year who didn't play a lot. Hunter Renfro over at the Las Vegas Raiders and James Washington, the third receiver at Pittsburgh. This is that range, 10 to 13, where there's no such thing as a bad pick. These are the first guys cut, and if one of them turns up, 
Well, you've done well. At this point, I don't know how much run Michael Pittman's going to get, but I know that Paris Campbell had seen the field and was okay last year in the very short work he got. I'm going to go ahead and take Paris Campbell as an absolute throw a dart at a board and hope it sticks sort of guy. And this is the range to do that. And now that we've had 10 picks and I know two of my remaining picks are going to be a kicker and a defense, I've just got to have a look at who I think is the next positionless player who I think is going to be useful for me. And that will finish my draft. So, since I picked at 10.06, Jamal Williams and then the Buffalo defense go at 10.07 and 10.08. Tight end for the Detroit Lions, TJ Hawkinson goes at 10.09. Michael Pittman, the other Indianapolis wide receiver, goes at 10.10 before the Chicago Bears defense. Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon go back-to-back at 11 and 12, uh, sorry, 12 and 13. Noah Fant, the rookie from last year in at Denver at tight end, who I thought was really, really showed his colours by the end of the season and showed that he and Drew Locke have a little something going on there. Goes at 10-14 before Jonu Smith, the tight end at Tennessee, and Jason Witten, the Las Vegas Raiders' new recruit at tight end, goes at 10-16. On the way back, Carlos Hyde at Seattle, then Rashad Penny at Seattle, Justice Hill at Baltimore, and Anthony McFarland, the rookie running back at Pittsburgh, four in a row to start the 11th round. Steven Sims, the wide receiver at Washington. Damian Harris, the running back at New England. Jalen Samuels, the running back at Pittsburgh. Darrington Evans, the backup, presumptive backup running back to Derrick Henry at Tennessee. Devonta Freeman, who currently is, doesn't have a team. There is every likelihood he will wind up at the first team that has an injury, and I'm going to imagine in our draft. He shouldn't be drafted, and every team who's auto-drafting on the day needs to put him on their do-not-draft list. And then Ryquell Armstead, who is the backup running back for Jags, running back Leonard Fournette. A couple of things at play there. In the 11th round, he is a terrific pickup because we've seen Fournette struggle with injury. We've seen him struggle with discipline. And there's been trade rumors since middle of last year. Any of these can come true again. And all of a sudden, Ryquell Armstead sees a much bigger role. He might not take it all, but he sees a much bigger role. And he's a guy who is good in short yardage. That is a terrific pick and sad that it goes right before me because that is the level of confidence I have in my Jags offense this year that that's where I would be looking to pick up somebody involved in the running game that isn't Leonard Fournette. And even if I'm picking up Leonard Fournette, holy cow, he better not be my first running back. The options on the board right now are, at running back, Joshua Kelly, Giovanni Bernard, Malcolm Brown and Chris Thompson. And at wide receivers, Hunter Renfro, James Washington, D.D. Westbrook at the Jags, and Corey Davis. God, you remember him at the Tennessee Titans. Quarterbacks, not that I need one, are the same four guys. Cam, Ben, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and Jared Goff. And then at tight end, again, like I need one, is Mike Kosicki, Dallas Goddard, Jack Doyle, and Blake Jarwin. So at this point, having already laid out my plan here, knowing that I've got Joe Mixon, he's my first pick, and I knew Giovanni Bernard on this website was likely to be hanging around later. I'm going to go and take him knowing that that's all the players I need, and the rest are going to be kicker and defense, so I won't go into that. But with my draft all over and done, uh, and I'm just going to let this thing give me a kicker and a defense, I'm just going to take the first ones available, and we won't even review them because I don't think it's going to matter. This is more about making the positional choices the way you can through a mock draft and just see who you wind up with. The website will be tempted to give you a ranking. That ranking is really only based on how close were you to taking the person they suggested as the top player at each position, so I don't put too much 
I don't really put any stock in that at all. But when I read down my team and I think about who's going to be my starting lineup each week, how do I feel? Well, my team is looking like this. Quarterback is Matt Ryan, who I got in the back half of the fifth round. And then my running backs are Joe Mixon and David Montgomery, first and fourth round respectively. My wide receivers are Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, former teammates, and I'm pretty happy with both of them in the third and the sixth rounds. Travis Kelsey is my tight end in the second round, something I wouldn't usually do, and I'm not sure my comfort level of it. I probably would have preferred either a better second receiver or a terrific flex option, but there's no reason Jordan Howard couldn't be that terrific flex option. He had a lot of carries in that Philadelphia running game last year. He also was a fine player for Chicago for two seasons. And there's every chance that Henry Ruggs, who I took in the eighth round, could also become a wonderful flex play. Adrian Peterson, likely to get some work. If I require him to fill in for somebody injured, no worries. Paris Campbell, he's as good a dart throw as anyone at wide receiver, especially if Ruggs doesn't turn up. Giovanni Bernard, really has insurance for Joe Mixon. And then I just auto-drafted what was left over with the defense and the kicker, and I ended up with Kansas City defense and Kaimi Fairburn in at Houston as my kicker, which I'm pretty happy with that. He kicks indoors and on a team which has an offense that scores a lot of points. So, you know, kicker and defense, not a lot of analysis there. That is a team I'm pretty happy with, and that was my thought process on how I got there. So thanks for joining me for an auto draft. Usually this process is much quicker than 40 minutes. You can do this whole thing in three minutes if you just make your picks and you don't spend the time reeling off who gets picked in between and having a look at all this draft board stuff. But I think the good thing is that once you're starting to look at these things and you practice looking at them, it really does help you make some good decisions around what's happening in your spot in the draft. That position where we look down who's coming after me and what positions do they need will that help me decide where I could probably get some good value now and know that I can leave somebody on the board who might get back to me on the way back yeah that's probably a worthwhile thing to practice as well but thanks for mock drafting with me and we'll be back with an eighth episode pretty soon I've got some pretty cool interviews lined up with some guys in the league and I'll catch you all later this is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast